Hi everyone, my name is Jasenia. And I'm Carissa. And welcome back to the Phasing In Podcast. On today's episode, the time has finally arrived. I know we wanted to talk about this last week. We got a little carried away last week. But we got week. carried away with Comic-Con, as people do. Um, but this week we're talking about villains, anti-villains, anti-heroes. Basically the antagonists of the MCU. And DCU. Oh, and the DCEU. Because there are a lot of really good villains in both. Okay, so to start off, we're going to start off with, I think, my one of my favorite villains, at least character-wise, Joker. So we're going to start off with the DCEU. Um, As we know, there are plenty of Jokers out there, but we're going to be focusing more on the live-action Jokers. Mm -hmm. But I feel like we have to give an honorable mention to, like, Carissa, this is one of her favorite This is one of Jokers. the ones that I grew up with and just terrified me to bits. Mark, Mark Hamill. Hamill. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The talented, the brilliant actor that he is, making us love him from Star Wars and then going into this voice acting role of the Joker absolutely scares the shit out of me he does i think some video games he does a lot of the animated movies um he's done some tv shows i think of um like batman so he deserves at least some honor like honorable mention if we're going to be um referencing the jokers for this first question i guess so for this episode we're going to be talking about different like villains and stuff and what we want to focus on first is evil laugh because what makes an evil laugh great and yeah. what makes you terrified of them and because that's why we're starting with jokers yeah. but I feel like we can't go on with this question without mentioning probably one of the most iconic laughs in the MCU because I know oh, we're talking yeah. about DCU um, yeah. as we all know in the No Way Home trailer this is the laugh that sent chills down our spine that made everything revolutionary um that literally had everyone standing up in their seats cheering for this man who is supposed to be the unforgettable laugh <laughs> green, green goblin, goblin. yeah willem oh dafoe gosh. willem dafoe just takes it out of the park with every character he plays mm-hmm. just incredible every role that he takes everyone believes he's been cast perfect literally top-notch actor um, and we can't go on, like I said, without mentioning Green Goblin's iconic laugh. Yeah, and it's to the point where even people are fan casting him as in, like, in the future in an alternate universe for him to play Joker. And he's acknowledged this on SNL. And he's like, it's a high, it's the highest compliment to be compared to to know that your personality best suits a, like a, so, a sociopath or a psychopath. And I'm like, that's amazing. And then he like chuckles into the camera and like maniacally looks at us and i'm like oh my god see you would be I great i think he's that. a bit past the age range to play joker well, never but... say never because there's many there's been multiple jokers mm-hmm. in like the comics and also in tv shows too so his like... laugh belongs to the green goblin well yeah. he would play an amazing joker don't touch him <laughs> dc don't touch him um but i guess plan to do an mcu crossover yes. at any time Secret Wars. Secret Wars. Cough, cough. Uh, <laughs> yep. I guess starting, um, there are four, right? We're going to talk about yes. Cesar Romero, mm-hmm. Jared Leto, Joaquin Phoenix, and Heath Ledger. Yes. I think we all might battle for who has the best yeah. Joker and the best laugh. I think we all know who's the worst. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> uh, Mr. 30 Seconds to Mars. <laughs> I'm sorry, but Jared Leto puts so much effort, and I'm not gonna knock him down on that. Yeah. He puts so much effort into we even props where it's plays, where it's where it's needed. Like method acting and everything, but it's just not working. Yeah, it's not working at all. And I don't know. I don't think it was the director. I think it's just him. He's. <laughs> yeah, he's, we saw it with Joker. We saw it with Morbius. And then his performance. Sir, I in, think I think you need yeah. to pick another. Stick to singing because that you can do. (laughs) But I guess let's listen to his laugh and let's judge it. All right. So this is Jared Leto's laugh. Let's see what we think. A truce, Bruce. (laughs) 
Okay, so was, wait, he wasn't the Robert Pattinson. He wasn't. No, this no. is. Um, oh, I thought that was. Oh, for those of you wondering, we were watching a bit of the Justice League. This is. Oh, okay. This is Zack Snyder's thing. Um, it's Ben Affleck's. Oh, okay. But yeah, I haven't seen his, Justice League in a long time. I probably need to rewatch it, but Zack Snyder version, obviously. That's I need a four sit- hours of your life. I know. I gotta sit down <laughs> with a bowl of popcorn and just have a day to watch Breakfast, that. Just lunch and dinner, right there. Yep. Um, anyways, Jared Leto's laugh looks, I mean, sounds like someone opening the door, like a creaky door. <laughs> like those videos of the doors opening and you're just like, <laughs> yeah, like you that, know the ones that sound like a, like a ghost. <laughs> it's giving more ghosts than clown. Like even with the makeup, like it just looks so dumb. Yeah. Compared to like Joaquin Phoenix's whole portrayal of Joker, oh gosh, which I think yeah. it's up there. I think it was just so he was trying so hard to get into the mindset of Heath Ledger, uh, trying to portray um, Joker because they yeah. were both really like trying so hard to be me- like method actors, mm-hmm. but I think one executed it a lot better and okay. the other and the other just didn't um, it didn't work out. Okay, that being said, let's go on to the next laugh. Um, who do you want to listen to next? We have Romero, we have Phoenix, and we have... Let's do Romero, okay. so that we, we have Phoenix and um, Ledger at the top. Okay. This is Cesar Romero's laugh, which he's an old joker, but mm-hmm. I feel like he did a pretty good blueprint yeah. of all of them. So, let's hear it. Okay. So when I hear this laugh, I think of Evil Clown, and that's exactly what he's trying to portray. It's manic, right? Yeah. It's manic. It's such a good laugh. It's, I don't know, the fact that there weren't many Jokers to go off of mm-hmm. at that time, he helped create his own blueprint. I think this exactly. is a solid one. It is a solid yeah. Joker laugh, and it really... To, it, it adjusted to, to his character. character. He became an iconic Joker, you yeah. know? And you know what I just forgot? What? We missed the Joker. One? Jack Nicholson. Oh my god. So, <laughs> I'm over here like we're sorry. How did I forget? Oh my god. We're sorry, Jack Nicholson. Um, but we've remembered about you now yes. and how iconic you were. So let's listen to the laugh and see what it sounds like. Okay, so that was Mr. Jack Nicholson. One thing about him is that he probably has, besides like Joaquin Phoenix, Jack Nicholson is my favorite Joker makeup. Mm. I think the smile, the little like, you know how it goes into a point with yeah. the corner. I just love that so much. Um, but it's yeah. iconic. I love his like little gangster outfit that goes with it too. It's it. I really love how to the time. I, I really like yeah. That. I love how this evil laugh is like a belly laugh yeah because you could feel it like in his soul that he's like legitimately insane and he's laughing compared to Cesar Romero where it's like just manic this one's like a genuine belly laugh which I love and I feel like I don't know about you but I can't do those laughs like on command oh no so just kudos to (laughs) all these jokers for getting a laugh out flashbacks to yesterday (laughs) (laughs) we went to Olive Garden and out of nowhere I just start busting out laughing for at least a solid like three minutes i'm just there eating my soup <laughs> waiting for her to finish laughing i'm on the i'm like verge of tears that's what that's what um joker does to his characters yeah. or like his um mm-hmm. like his victims who like some laugh pretty much to death yeah that's what i felt like it was painful <laughs> it was funny in the moment and then it hurt is there a word for that laughing to death because I feel like there should be. I know Dancing to Death is like Choreo Mania. Ooh, okay. But I only know that because that's a song from Florence and the Machine. <laughs> <laughs> so there might be some for, um, yeah, for the Joker and yeah. for Laughing to Death. Okay, so we've listened to Jared Leto. We've listened to Cesar Romero. We've listened to Jack Nicholson. Um, I think this next Joker that we're going to talk about hits home the way Chadwick Boseman hits home. Yeah. Um, but Heath Ledger. Yeah, Heath Ledger. Aww. We rest in peace. He's amazing actor. Also, this makeup of Heath Ledger's 
one Joker. of my I think that's one of my favorites. It's because literally it's literally grungy. It's not neat. It's not clean. It's literally he's insane. Mm-hmm. He's insane. And it's so different from every iteration of Joker because like every version of Joker, it's always the white clean face mm-hmm. um with the painted on mm-hmm. lips but like into a point yeah. kind of like um Jack Nicholson's mm-hmm. Joker. This one is so drastically different from it's everything like he's else. He's smeared black on his eyes. He's smeared red all over his lips. Yeah, and just... with the scars too. Yes. That all oh, haunting is like what I would describe it. And he, didn't he win an Oscar for this? He did. After he passed? He won an award. I forgot if it, whether it was an Oscar or I not. I think I'm pretty it was sure. an Oscar. Um, which was very well deserved. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyways, let's listen to his laugh. I'm not- does- I noticed that he, he took a bit from every single Joker that we talked about so far. Like, from just, yes. like, the belly laugh to the... To, like, giggles, you to know? To the giggles, and then it just goes, like, from giggling to, like, mat- like yeah. pure mania of, um, of like, all la- like I'm after. I'm not a voice person. Not a I voice don't know- coach, no. I don't know anything, but... Like you feel like when you hear it, you feel the giggles are like in his chest. You know, it's just yeah. up here, and it's just very like, like suppressing a laugh. It's very it's like giggly, that, and you're just yeah. making fun of that person. And mm-hmm. you know, it's it's crazy. Like he's an insane man, and he goes from that giggly up here to dropping down to like his stomach and doing that big evil maniacal laugh. And like you said, it's very obvious. Like he took inspirations from his predecessors. Is yes. that how you say it? Predecessors. predecessors. But he made it his own, and he stamped his foot in, you know, history as Joker. Mm-hmm. And I think he just deserves a special award. He's the Joker. Oh, I don't know. Like, it's him and Joaquin Phoenix, I want to say. Because mm-hmm. I don't know which one to call, like, the Joker of our generation, the you Joker. know? I feel like um, Heath Ledger has to... We have to give it to him. Yeah. Because he put his whole, like, body, mind, and soul into this role. Mm-hmm. And he he deserves some recognition for that. Okay. Um, I got sad. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love the... Okay, sidetracking. I don't know if you saw the movie, The 10 Things I Hate About You. Oh, I did. With Heath Ledger oh, and yeah. Julia Stiles. This was after... The, okay, movie so I'm calling much. myself out. I like. I watched... Um, um, what is it? What, see, I'm already forgetting. What was the movie that he came out with? The Batman movie that he was in? Because there's... Dark Knight Dark, Rises. Was it Dark Knight Rises? Dark Knight, I think so. The Dark Knight. Yeah, it was that movie. Oh my god. It's just... No, like... All his movies. Literally, The Dark Knight. Um, the Tenix I Hit About You. He was in Brokeback Mountain, too. Yeah. With, what's his name? Oh, oh, oh Jake Gyllenhaal. Jake, Jake Gyllenhaal. We don't talk about Jake Gyllenhaal. We don't talk about Mr. Jake. Mr all too well apparently <laughs> oh i'm still i'm still like thinking about that i keeps taylor skirt and skirt scarf scarf i am not a swifty but when that when that video came out or the what is it the when i found out about it yeah. i'm like i'm i'm with taylor on this one yeah we all collectively hate yeah. Rachel um what was i saying before oh i was i'm gonna call it myself out before the dark knight rises i hadn't watched um or the Dark Knight. God, I keep saying Dark Knight Rises. Uh, before the Dark Knight, I hadn't seen any like Heath Ledger stuff. Mm-hmm. So, Ten Things you I Hate About see, You. I didn't oh, see Brokeback Mountain. I love Mountain, the Ten Things I, I Hate About You. So it was later in life after that. I think it was like a year ago where I watched it mm-hmm. for the first time, and I'm like, ooh, I, okay, okay, Mister. Oh yeah. The scene where he's singing that Frankie Valli <laughs> oh song. Oh my God. Do we took a picture? Can't take my eyes off of you. Oh, I don't know. It made me sad. It made me forget for a moment that he passed. And I'm like, no, these are not the same, same. two. These are not the two. Like, these men are not the same. How How is this the same person? What's that one sound on TikTok? Rest in peace, Piss and Diana. <laughs> <laughs> Rest in peace, Heath Ledger. Okay, so I think the next Joker we have to talk about. Is our most recent one? Is it? Okay, so we talked about we, yeah. Leto, Romero, Nicholson. Heath, yeah, we have one more, which I'm excited for because his second movie is yep. coming out in two years. Let's go, Mr. Joaquin, Joaquin 
Phoenix. Phoenix. Yeah, so Joaquin Phoenix. Um, brief little promotion because I just love the movie. I I wish we were getting paid. Again, <laughs> sponsors, if you're listening. If you're listening. And I know that you are. We're here. We're here. Sponsor us. We will. We will promote the heck out of. October. Oh my god. Halloween season. Halloween season. During Halloween season, October of 2024, we're getting Joker 2, a musical. Yes. With potentially using Fall Out Boy, but with Harley (laughs) Quinn as our... I mean, with Lady Gaga as our Harley Quinn. They said it was a musical, and I said, here's all my money. And I said, give me it now, (laughs) because I'm going to eat it up and leave no crumbs. I love it. Okay. So let's listen to Joaquin Phoenix's laugh. Okay. In my opinion, again, I'm not a voice person or a voice coach, whatever you call those people. This laugh was different because I felt like it came like all from his throat. Because mm-hmm. like he like was he will like spell forward like with the top half of his body yeah. and like do that laugh. So I felt like it was all up here in his throat that like strong, you know, like like I don't know how you would say it. I would describe it as this is a painful painful laugh. Because his character in this movie is going through so much, like, pain Mm -hmm. and um, depression. And, like, he's just not mentally sane right and all there. And when he, like, when he does his laugh, it's from that, that, like, gut Mm -hmm. pain right there. That's why he expels forward. It's like he's forcing it out, but it's also just coming out naturally. He just wants to get all his feelings wants to get it out. out yeah oh my yeah. god i've never thought of it that way yeah that's why i feel like Mind that's what it distinguishes blown. um from the rest he takes a bit of like the laughs from mm-hmm. um obviously he's been influenced by the rest of the jokers yeah. but this one is coming this one's kind of different because it's coming from a voice of like pain i've never thought of it that way yeah but just to keep it fun and exciting we have okay so before i get to that we know that we're missing a lot of jokers yes we are missing like tv show jokers we are missing video game jokers yeah. we're missing um, and all of them are valid in their own yes. way we're just talking about the main ones that everyone mainly movie ones. yeah movie ones um are the ones that are most popular yeah you know the most recognizable um, ones so that being said carissa we have leto romero nicholson heath i mean yeah ledger I always confuse the first and last name. We have Ledger and we have Phoenix. Yep. There's five. Rate them. Oh, God. No. Okay. Um, so who's Jesus. at the top? Oh, God. At the top. Or who's it, at the bottom if you want to make it? Little, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. It, I know sorry, you worked Morbius. hard. With, I, I know you worked hard and I know you, you really wanted it to, like, I think it just didn't execute mm-hmm. as well. Sometimes you just kind of have to stick, not to the formula, but, like, know what mm-hmm. the character's about. Okay, so Leto is at the bottom of your totem pole. Yeah. Who's after Leto? God, because at this point, it's like, like, two people can share a tear, and No, it's quick like, thinking, quick thinking. No, who's don't make me do f- that. Okay, who's at the top, then? Oh, don't make me do that. <laughs> now, now, I need to know now. Okay, it's between no, Phoenix. One, no, one choice. Ledger. Okay. Ledger. Ledger. God. Okay. Yeah. So at the top you have Ledger. At the bottom you have Leto. Mm -hmm. Both L's. You have the three middle. Who's below Ledger? Below Ledger. God. Um, Phoenix. Okay. Because it gave us such a different. Don't explain it. Okay. 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 After Phoenix, you have Romero or Nicholson. Who's third best? Uh, Nicholson. Okay, so Romero's second. Don't make me say that. <laughs> Don't put words in my mouth. I did not... I'm, I'm being forced to do this, guys. No judgment. If you think quickly, that's the way natural thoughts come out. I got a tier list, and they're on a separate level, okay? From from Leto. Again, no Leto hate. I'm just Leto's saying... number five. Everyone else is number one in our hearts. Yes. <laughs> there's like a... There's like a tier... Like the... He's number six, and mm-hmm. we're talking like second third place mm-hmm. and we're talking shared pedestals because <laughs> they all deserve to be they all deserve first to second 
in our hearts. <laughs> now yours. Let's go for you. Okay. Yeah, back at you. Phoenix, Ledger, Nicholson, Romero, Leto. Okay, so... Not that. Not, not, yeah. not, not I have uh, no problem judging people. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so... Yeah. Let's get on with the next. So we already talked about evil laughs and villains, and we focus mainly on Joker. So I guess with Joker, like you said, um, Joaquin Phoenix's laugh comes from a place of hurt. And that attributes a lot to his origin. Yeah. So I guess opening our doors to both MCU and DCU, who do you think has the best origin story, villain origin story? Okay. So I remember watching a bunch of the DC cartoon like movies and mm-hmm. all those um, stories. So there are a bunch of iterations on Joker's origin story. Yeah. We have the abusive father from The Dark Knight. We have um, just Joaquin Phoenix, mm-hmm. Phoenix's Joker up, um, uprise in, um, in Joker. Yeah. The one that I'm most familiarized with is the story of how um, Joker... I don't know if he was given a name in the comics or in the, sh- in the movie, but... Um, He's married to his wife, and they were expecting a child. In order for him to provide for his family, he ends up taking the mantra of Red Hood. And during one of his battles with Batman, mm-hmm. I don't know whether he was pushed or fall- or he fell, but he then falls into the bat of acid or the toxic chemicals, yeah. um, and then comes out as the Joker. Yeah. Um, so that's one of the... Um, the villain origin stories of our list i feel like joker origin stories are just sad they depressing are, yeah. um like no matter what he i don't want to say he can't win when it comes to like there was no good outcome yeah you know i i know what you're trying to search yeah. for like the wording of it but there's just no happy ending for joker mm-hmm. in any movie and it's just like you feel sad for him because he he in his mind he has a reason to do everything mm-hmm. and he especially Joaquin Phoenix's Joker like the Ooh. way he portrayed that origin story and how he got to the Joker um that especially hits you home you're like oh like yeah you want to root for him but you're like no like no. don't stop <laughs> um but I guess going off of other origin stories most recently Gore the God Butcher oh my gosh I feel like I cried <laughs> yeah I was on and this was like within the first five minutes of the movie I was like whoa oh wait we'll talk wait about- spoiler alert for those who still haven't seen it because I think it's still in theaters yeah I mean we talked about it in the first episode so. oh yeah so if you're watching this that this is on you but yeah Gore the God Butcher when he's pleading to the gods to save his child and he finds out that he, the, the gods, the gods don't, don't care. care. The gods don't, don't care. care. He did. He sacrificed his daughter. Yeah. And they just don't care. Yeah. And I don't know. The what's it called? What's the sword called? The the necromancy. The necromancy. No. Necro sword. Necro sword. There you go. So, like Ooh, when he comes out of the ground and then he grabs. I don't it, think just I explained how how much I enjoyed that one specific like, shot in the movie when we did our Thor and yeah. Love and Thunder um, episode, but. Jesus, it was unwavering. It just came out of the ground like so still. Directly I'm like, it him, was, yeah. it was, it had a mission. It was going to gore, and I'm like, ooh, I got chills. It's like as the sword was going up, you were like leaning back in your chair. You're like, I'm like, what's oh. gonna happen? And like compared to other stuff that Taika does, you know, very like comedy forward. The mm-hmm. fact that it was like really serious at the beginning, yeah, you're just like, what's happening? Like, whoa! And then yeah. it gets like all happy go lucky with Thor, like, yeah. And freaking- Jesus, but that one was sad. That was... I think it was sad in the way how it ended. It's like, eternity grants you your most deepest desire. Mm-hmm. And the fact that his most deepest desire was just to have his daughter back. Even if it he, meant that he died. Ugh. He didn't, as long as his just daughter lived. Just to know lived, that his daughter was... Just to know that his daughter lived. Alive and lived. It makes you look at, back at the movie and you're like, is it justified what he did? Yeah. No. No. But I understand why he did it. You know, it's all for his daughter. He just and that's the thing with these. um, That's the thing with these villains. You don't, you don't, um, you know that their actions aren't justified, but you understand why they did it. A point of where that can well, to some, (laughs) because there's some other villains that are like, "What are you doing?" Yeah, some of these. Yeah, 
um, I guess going off of the whole parental thing. Same thing with Wanda. Oh, yeah. I think we have a word to say about Miss Maxima. Oh, we could de- dedicate a whole episode to her and we her rise to Scar- Scarlet Witch. Because we love Wanda Maxima. We, love Wanda. Yes. we support her rights Wanda. and her wrongs. Yeah, we support women's, <laughs> women's rights, rights and her wrongs. Um, but the same thing with Gore. Like, at the end of WandaVision, even after she, like, enslaved the whole ci- city, right? Yeah. The whole city, he tortured people, essentially. Like, keep them trapped in their own bodies. And at the end, you're like, she did it for her children. And even in Thor, Love, and Thunder, she didn't realize until, like, her children, like, were like, she Thor was Levin. a monster. Yeah. No, wait. It's uh, Multiverse, Multiverse of Madness. Of, I'm getting movies. These come. movies were coming out too close to each other, and we're getting I know. Confused. But, but so. you know that part that I'm talking about yeah. where she comes to her kids, and then the their Wanda, their mom, yeah. is hurt. And then they're like, don't touch my mommy. And she's like, oh, like, wait, I'm your mommy. And then yeah. she realizes that, wait, like, she's not a mom. She never was a mom. Yeah. She did all this, and for what, you know? So just the whole... Because they wouldn't love her the same way that they loved their versions I know and like I think that was really smart of them in the movie to do the way that America really didn't really put much of a fight when it came to the because she knows she had no chance like I'll give you what you want I'll give you what you want and see how and see for your own eyes because there's no way that you're going to be able to get it through your head that it's not we've done everything we could to Mm -hmm. tell you that they're not your they're not your kids so Mm -hmm. I'm going to show you that they are not your kids yeah it hurt and I guess sidetracking a bit, the part that in the movie, I don't know if Sam Raimi did this on purpose, but in Multiverse of Madness, where they never mentioned any of the things we're talking about, mm-hmm. we just watched it unfold and we came to that conclusion, like yeah. as an audience on ourselves. And it just makes you feel sad for Wanda. Like, yeah. did she have to kill everyone at the Sanctum? No. no. Like, she could have, like, you know, <laughs> not killed them. Yeah. But, like, she's a grieving mother that will do literally anything for her kids and it's deeper when it comes to wanda because she's lost every single person that she loved her parents her brother her her husband so these kids were the last things that she had the avengers as much as they tried to help her they were not her family because they did not care enough to check up on her they didn't yeah they didn't they didn't put provide the support that they did for natasha when she passed so when when she was going through uh all this stuff vision was there to help her grieve her brother so to for people to really come at her and say those weren't your kids to her those were the only things left of her her brother sacrificed his life to save clint's life Mm -hmm. in return well not in return but like as a response clint decided to honor pietro by naming him like after the son you know like his son's middle name is pietro and where is he He's in Hawkeye, but, like... Like... <laughs> they never acknowledge it, ever. Like, you would think something like that would happen. You would feel a moral responsibility, especially to someone that yeah. young, to look after them or check exactly. in with them. And where were they? They Wanda. referred to her as a kid. Like, we know she's not a kid. But, like, come on. But, like... Clint, do better. That's why I was, like, <laughs> you kind of deserve to go. But, like, literally, she... Her parents were killed, but she was orphaned. Like, this whole thing. She became a volunteer of Hydra where they abused her. And it's... I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, going back to villains, I think her villain origin story is amazing. Mm-hmm. And very well written. And I really hope we get a Scarlet Witch movie. Oh, yeah. Could we possibly see her even in Agatha Heart of Heart? Oh, wait. Coven of Chaos. Coven of Chaos. I... I feel like we could. We should. Even if it's like a... Uh, Better not see it? Evan Peters. Huh? No. Better not see Evan Peters. Do not tease us a second time. What's the saying? Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. Because I should have known better. <laughs> yeah. Um, I guess going... Because we could talk about Wanda forever. But yeah. we do have a little schedule to get through. Um, so going off of the next villain. Harley going, Quinn. Yeah, going over to DC, Harley Quinn. And we had a few Harley Quinns. Mm-hmm. But. And there are some other... Um, just like Joker, there are some um, alterations in her origin story. Um, the one that I think we're all familiar with was that she um, she was a psychiatrist, psychiatrist, psychologist, psychiatrist, psychiatrist. She was a doctor. Doctors are psychiatrists, right? I think so. Because they prescribe medicine, and psychologists are like therapists. 
She's we, one of the she two. She is one of the She's two. She's one of the two. <laughs> we don't have medical education, so we're trying to, we're doing our best. But um, she was sent to um, interview Joker and try to understand his mind. Evaluate she, him, yeah. Evaluate him, and then she ends up falling in love with him, and then he takes advantage of that and throws her into the same type of toxic chemicals that um, he was thrown into. And thus she began. She became um, Harley, Harley Quinn from Harley Quinzel. Not much of a change, <laughs> um, but then they became the the duel that we, they were. And we'll get into the, that toxic the, relationship. The toxicos. In another, yeah. <laughs> we'll get into that toxic relationship in another episode. Literally, but her origin yeah. story and the fact that she was manipulated by the Joker, because. At the end of the day, she was manipulated by Joker. Joker was literally gaslighting her. Yeah. And no it, matter which yeah. Joker and which Harley it was, it was always gaslighting. Yeah, it was always going to be gaslighting. Which actually makes me wonder how the Joker 2 is going to ha- pan out because <sighs> of uh, Lady Gaga. Don't even talk Harley about Quinn. Joker 2 because I'm going to get sad that I have to wait another two years <laughs> to see it. I'm excited. I I told it. I told you guys in the last episode. Like, what if we're gonna get Harley's point of view? I think and you're this, right. that's why after she's thrown into the toxic chemicals, everything's a musical to her, uh-huh. and that's set, hence why we get a musical, and everything's romanticized from her point of view because in her mind at that point, um, she has the perfect relationship. And Lady Gaga, when she gets in the zone, she gets in the zone. Oh yeah. I can't wait to see her portrayal in, yes. in Joker 2. And I assume, hopefully, if they play the cards right, next year's Comic-Con is when they're going to do the whole, you know, like, maybe a trailer release? Not trailer, trailer teaser, teaser. Maybe some maybe art. Have, yeah. Maybe have them out. Have Joaquin Phoenix come I think out. It's, I, think, I think it's safe to say now that any actor who goes up on stage in their, co- in their character's costume with the mindset of their character trying uh, just acting out on stage they're pulling a Tom Hiddleston because he set the he blazed the trail with that nothing will ever be that moment well yeah they're just trying to replicate it but like yeah. still what if we get uh, Joaquin Phoenix and Lady Gaga up there just oh my literally God. what if they perform okay I, what I'm if just they dance? Yeah. what if they dance what if they perform a scene what if they sing together on stage just even yes. if it's not anything from the soundtrack what if it's just like whoo Johnny Cash and Miss Alice? Yes. Oh my gosh. I am ready for this movie. I'm going to dress to the nines when this movie comes on. Because I feel like this is like an event. I'm going to go in my Fall Out Boy shirt. (laughs) (laughs) Did you say you're going to like bring a flag or something? Yeah, I'll bring. I think one of my friends has a flag. A Fall Out Boy flag. I'll have her send it to me. (laughs) Danny, if you're listening, send me your Fall Out Boy flag, please. (laughs) Um, I guess going off of the villains... There's obviously a bunch of villains that we haven't talked about, but out of the ones we have, and maybe the ones we haven't, who do you think has the most justifiable orange story? Like, you would get why they became a villain. I think Wanda, for sure. I agree with you. Yeah, because this girl has been through so much, and her actions, yeah, they're not they're not good, but you feel for her and everything. Like they left her no other choice. Yeah. And that's on the Avengers. Mm-hmm. Literally on the Avengers. That they did that. And like, she was on Team Cap. That's a whole other little team that could have helped her out. Mm-hmm. And nothing. 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 They left her on her own devices. I mean, we don't know what's going to happen in the future of the MCU. You know, they might like confront her and be like, hey, bestie, what's going <laughs> you on? Heard? You've been acting up lately. Yeah. <laughs> But I, I agree with you. Wanda has the most justifiable villain origin story. Yeah. So we talked about villains. We talked about villain origin stories. But there are other categories of villains, if you yeah. will. Starting with... Anti-villains. Anti-villains. And the definition of an anti-villain. Hold up. Let me pull up Miss Google over here. <clears throat> an anti-villain is a character who has heroic personality traits or goals, but is ultimately the bad guy in the story. And I feel like the only one that comes to mind is Killmonger. Yeah. From Black Panther. So do you want to elaborate more on how he fits into the anti-villain role? Well, we start off just by that incredible opening scene when it comes to him 
with the museum heist he pulls mm-hmm. off really good points yeah and i think that's ultimately what like everyone's sympathizing with because what he's saying isn't wrong it's the way he executes his mm-hmm. um his plans yeah. that ultimately lead him to being a You're villain like, second guess that one yeah buddy. <laughs> like on second thought he, he may be onto something but it's he's obviously causes property damage and all that but like <laughs> i'm like how can he steals he spills he steals back the african artifacts mm-hmm. that were rightfully wakanda yeah how do i make that not sound bad well obviously from a legal standpoint that's bad it's kind of like i just think of it like robin hood characters yes. you know steal from the rich give to the poor but with it's more like, murder it's like you shouldn't do that in the first place but like we always root for those characters. Yeah, which and, is weird. Yeah, which is weird. Um, and, event, but, like, with his character, it's the amount of casualties, I think, that comes mm-hmm. with it. That really, like, puts him up in that villain spot. Yeah. that Because the Robin Hood character would try not to... Not to hurt anyone. Hurt anyone. Least. But at least, um... What just, is it? Yeah. Just... I don't know. Do the right thing for the right. I feel like with for the, the announcement of Secret Wars, mm-hmm. we're going to get more anti-villains and it's going to be more than just Killmonger and I don't know. It's because anti-villain is something you don't really hear often, mm-hmm. but it's a trope that I want to see more. Yes, because we're always um, hearing about anti-heroes. Yeah. But it's never really brought up about the anti-villains because they are so relatable. I don't know. Not relatable, but you can sympathize more with them. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh, okay. They're... Would Jokers be considered an anti-villain? I know you said that it's more anti-hero, but like... He... I think it depends what Joker... And like Hawking like, Phoenix. Yeah, like his, I think... I don't know if that would be an anti-villain, because... I mean... Because he's genuinely mad about like um, the way they're treating people with mental illness and um how society is sorry i had to say it like that yeah but how he's generally mad about how society is and uh-huh. while he doesn't really offer up a, a much of a ch- like much change to it uh-huh. it's the execution that's ultimately what makes him the villain i guess it depends who you talk to and what villains are considered yeah whether they fall into the just overall villain category or anti-villain anti-hero but I guess speaking of anti-hero, there are plenty of anti-heroes both in the MCU and DCEU. Yeah. Um, but for those of you who don't know, an anti-hero or also sometimes anti-heroine is a main character in a story who may lack um, conventional heroic qualities and attributes such as like idealism, courage, and morality. So I guess a type of anti-hero would be Venom. Yeah, definitely. Um, we're talking Tom Hardy's Venom. Yes, because compared to what's his name, Topher Grace's is that his name, Topher Grace? Yes, Toby Ma- Spider Man. Yeah, Toby Maguire's Venom. Spider- yeah, like I love the choice. I don't know who made the choice, but whether it was director or um, what's his name, Tom Hardy, the choice of personifying Venom. Yeah, made that was fun. That. The whole portrayal of an anti-hero such like more i don't know it added so much more to the movie mm-hmm. like you know how there's that one scene in venom where i don't know if you've seen the second one i have not so there's this one scene where like tom hardy eddie brock is like heartbroken and then venom goes well i cannot well i can like mend the broken bone i cannot mend the broken heart Aww. and he's just there as like a supportive friend towards eddie and then you gotta realize, wait, this is an alien who actively who, tries to kill everyone. A symbiote who lives off of human, yeah, human flesh <laughs> or chocolate, <laughs> which is like so sweet. You're like, oh, so he's just like eating chocolate bars. And then there's part where he's like fighting, and then you know, in um, Venom, let there be carnage. He's essentially fighting his child, and it's just <laughs> it's funny, and it's I don't know that whole anti-hero thing of like. Well, they're not the protagonists because they're doing some bad stuff, but they're pretty funny. They're pretty lighthearted. They have some good intention, mm-hmm. but like that good intention ultimately goes back to their own personal selfish gains. Yeah, and it, 
like when it when you're bringing up selfish gains and everything it reminds me of Loki as well for glorious purpose for glorious purpose it, literally it, even that one scene in Loki the TV series where Mor- Morbius where Mobius sorry my gosh where Mobius asked him like what was the purpose of all his um, tricks and shenanigans and all that it was just like for glorious purpose mm-hmm. for just for himself because he believes that everything he's doing is justified even though he does some nice things because of Thor because of everything he eventually goes back to being the villain at the end of the movie not only he but like as we saw in the Loki series Every Loki acts for their own personal selfish gains. Yeah. No luck. No Loki trust each other. It took a lot for, um, for our Loki, for our Loki and Sylvie to trust each other. And even then, Sylvie stabbed him in the back after they kissed. You know. Yeah. <laughs> it just that one scene with President Loki was just like, I had attack, and everyone just points all their weapons at him. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's just it goes. I think that's a really good anti-hero because like he does some good but it also eventually goes back to him just going to nature of evil yeah um is there any other anti-hero that comes to mind because i think venom and loki are probably the best ones to give an example about yeah they're definitely the most recognizable ones when you mention the anti-hero trope Mm -hmm. um i guess we have we already talked about all the villains and some type of different tropes I guess now, what's, out of all the villains that have been in each, you know, MCU, DCEU movie, what's your favorite? Who's your favorite? Who? Well, I can't make up my mind for anything. You saw that with the Joker laugh. Um, But I definitely think Wanda is becoming a more interesting character. Mm -hmm. She didn't. She definitely didn't die in my mind with <laughs> Multiverse of Madness. So I, I absolutely believe that we're getting more of her. Like oh, after, did we see Multiverse of Madness together? No. Yeah. Did we? Did we? No. No, we didn't. No, no we you didn't. Fa- you saw the first showing. Because I and remember you texted I, me and you were I like freaked out about John Krasinski. Like Sam Raimi, what? What did you do? What was happening? <laughs> What's going on? She texted me like because you were gonna Sam see Raimi it later. Yeah. yeah, with the group and. I, I just get a bunch of texts like, oh my gosh, Mr. Sammy, Raimi, I have some choice words for you. <laughs> and then you're like, oh, I already know that yep. John Krasinski is in it. Yep. I but. was spoiled by you too. <laughs> I, it still hurts. Um, but I, with even with like future villains that we're getting with, um, That's right. with Kang, maybe even um, villains like Galactus and MODOK and um, Doctor mm-hmm. Doom. That could change easily because Kang is becoming more scarier. Even though he, we've only seen him in Loki, the thought of we don't know which Kang we saw in Loki though. Did they ever name drop him in Loki? He just said he was a nicer uh, variant of one of the other of his other variant. He's the nicest variant, or one of the nicest variants. So. I don't know. I'm getting nervous. I'm going to say this over and over again, but the amount of things that we need to have before getting to Secret Wars, and, like, we're in 2022. Secret Wars is, what, 2025? Yeah. That's three years of, like, nonstop, just boom, 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 boom. We need characters. We need storylines. We need... Everything needs to line up, and I feel like everything needs to get released at the time. Like, they can't backdate anything anymore. Yeah. Everything needs to get released as soon as possible. But going back... In terms of Kang, I'm scared of him. I'm scared of him. I'm scared. Yeah. Because we got Kang Dynasty right before Secret Wars. So is Kang going to be a bigger part in Secret Wars? Or is he going to, I feel like, not be killed off, but severely hurt by another bigger villain? To show off, like, say someone in Infinity War had... Killed off Thanos. Killed off Thanos, and it was Doctor Doom or Galactus, and we know, like, oh shoot, you know how powerful Kang is. So if they were able to take him down, oh, that would make us even more scared because they would not have time to set him set them up in the MCU. So that would be a perfect opportunity for them to show how powerful they are, and then boom, Secret Wars. Like just give it half an hour of screen time to establish that power. Yeah, I never thought of it that way. See, I guess my hesitation was. 
I felt like it was going to be like another Infinity War Endgame type situation. Yeah. Where it's an entire storyline, but they cut it in half and split into two movies. Mm -hmm. Which they did once. And I'm not going to lie, Infinity War movie-wise, it's a better movie than what Endgame was. Oh, I absolutely 100% agree with you. So I just don't want them to do that again to like split it in half and be like okay you're getting the first half yeah this and then the second half like a year and a half later like i just don't want that to happen because like what if king does what he wanted to do we don't know his motives still but he is still one of the one of many variations one of many um what yeah variations it's scary because these villains are getting stronger and stronger and it's like you need all, more movies all to establish orig- yeah. how good they are how really like you know evil they are all the original avengers are gone at this point, right? Well, Hulk. Well, that's in the process of going away. <laughs> that's well, in the process. I, listen, I love Mark Ruffalo, okay? I love Mark Ruffles. Mark Ruffalo. Ruffalo. These people have such cool names. Ruffalo. Cumberbatch. <laughs> literally. Mahershala <laughs> Ali. I know, I was going to say Mahershala is, Ali. <laughs> literally, these are such cool names. Um, with everything coming out and all these villains getting stronger and stronger and obviously the Avengers like the original six are no longer ever going to be the original six ever again it makes me scared I get to the point because you're like or at least I'm like what if they don't win you know because Secret like Wars Infinity is, War Secret Wars is scary yeah. I mean Infinity War because like the time like we knew something else was going to happen like that wasn't the end but when Secret Wars comes out and like what if they lose because that's oh. like that whole like battle is pretty scary like what if they're not you know i off? feel like they'll win at a very high casualty rate that could happen or they could just permanently break the multiverse Shoot. to the point where cross-dimensional travel is possible where we have people from i don't know because you it's been stated that um, Secret Wars is going to be a, um, what is it? A, what's the word? Not cross dimension, not uh, crossover. Crossover. It's yeah. going to be a crossover, and they gave no specification as to what kind of crossover. So, what if we get a bunch of like TV show um, characters? What if we get a bunch of cartoon characters? We finally get they can Miles. Go into, we get Spider Verse. Yeah. We get a bunch of these opportunities to really explore how messed up. Um, Secret Wars can leave the MCU, but like I'm talking like messed up as in like timeline wise or no dimensional everything wise. Everything wise, because it's like you look. I don't think Captain America would have had a chance against Kang. Oh, absolutely not. Or Doctor Doom, because those are some of the most powerful villains in comic history. Yeah, he just has the power of like never dying. And, like, just being super strong. Like, he doesn't have any actual, like, supernatural, like... And I think that's why they're introducing more... I mean, more... he's worthy of Monier, but that's about yeah. it. I think that's why they're introducing more cosmic characters they're in cosmic, Phase 4. that's the one. So that's why they're, they're leading... They're basically banding together a group of cosmic characters throughout the MCU. Like, um, uh, Doctor Strange. You got Miss Marvel now with her new cosmic powers. Miss Marvel. The Marvels, basically, setting yeah. it up. Um, for these more bigger, almost indestructible villains. Because with Thanos, he could I'm bleed. telling you, I'm scared. I'm scared. We're scared. Like, I'm not seeing them win this. We're going to be, what, 23 <laughs> when this movie comes out? What is it, 2024? Don't even talk about god. that. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. But you know who can win this? John Krasinski. Oh, my God. She, you will you will literally like take every second and bring up John Krasinski. <laughs> fantastic. I if we only if only we would have started this podcast earlier, you would have known how much I deeply wanted John Krasinski <laughs> as Mr. Fantastic. And when they were introducing the Illuminati and that little thing came up and it was him, I was I was Losing like, oh it. My we God. were there for that. No, God, I keep thinking like we were. We literally have been to almost every other. I think that was the one premiere besides didn't. that one because I want to go see it with my family. And you could have brought your family to. But you we see it at the night. I wanted to see it the first showing. I didn't want any spoilers. You, and look what happened. You wanted to make sure that you saw John Krasinski with your own yes. eyes in the first showing. First showing. Yeah. Um. Anything else? I think, I 
think we're good. Because there's so much more we can talk about. Like there's so many villains. Thunderbolts, across- yeah. who are just another little wave of another little group coming our way, but we don't know much yeah. about that. We could have brought up even the Peacemaker show. Oh, the Peacemaker. Even Suicide Squad. Ooh, Literally Suicide just Squad villains. in general, just all of them. I love you, King Shark. <laughs> you num oh. num that big starfish. <laughs> I love that scene so much. I've seen little clips of that uh, of that scene, and I'm just like, okay, this is the one reason to really watch this movie. Peacemaker won my heart when they put One Direction in there. <laughs> and Vigilante. Oh, Vigilante. Do you know Vigilante I don't, from Peacemaker? But if you want, I feel like explain. he's. Um, is that the one the one character you told you told me about you texted me about he's like obsessed with peacemaker yes oh man i looked at that man i looked him up like hmm let me let me look him up and i'm like (laughs) i understand i understand now okay he's obsessed with peacemaker and he's like always there he reminds me of you know how in the incredibles the first one what's his name syndrome yeah you know how he was obsessed well, they became villains, but you know how he was obsessed with him? Yeah. It's almost that same level of obsession. Obsession, and then Peacemaker just, like, comes to the point where he's like, you know what, just come along, you know? <laughs> like, it's better to just have you here than have you disturb us. He did what Mr. Incredible could never do. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Uh, and yes, Suicide Squad, literally just all villains. But at the same time, if you watch the movie, like, who really is the real villain in that one? Like I said, I haven't watched it in a while. I have to rewatch it. You didn't it. watch it because after watching it, you're like, wait a minute. They're just victims to this whole government oh. plan. I haven't met the first one, but yes, I do need to see the second yeah, one. Yeah, the second one. Have you seen the first one? Yeah, okay. a long time ago. The first one wasn't that good, but the second one. Second one. It's, oh, that's right. It's on HBO Max, right? Yes. Yeah, <gasps> oh, okay. You know what? I will watch it when I have time. <laughs> I'm thinking because like, we have like concerts, we have meetups, we got everything. We have a concert tonight. We're seeing the Band Perry. Yeah, my first Band Perry. concert. Mine too. We're only going because it's $5. Yeah. <laughs> the perks of working at the box office. Yeah. <laughs> um, but anyways, like I said, there's plenty more villains. And as they come into flourishing in movies and Ooh. TV shows, we'll talk about them. Yeah. But other than that, thank you for listening to the podcast. Thank you for being with us. It's been great. We're sweating because it's humid. It is like 90 degrees. For those who aren't even in California, in Southern California, it is hot. We're not complaining compared to like Arizona, Texas and everything, but like... Oh my god, I remember when I was in Arizona. It was hot and humid. Girl, I go there almost every summer, so it is absolutely hot. Uh -uh. It gets up to like 110 degrees and... Never again. Anyways. Yes. Listen to our other podcast. Last week we talked about Comic Con and our reactions and our hopes and dreams and just thoughts and provisions about the whole thing. Um, next week, I don't even know what we're going to be talking about next week. I don't either. We'll, um, we'll update you guys. Well, it's a surprise. Yeah, it's a surprise. It's, it's a, surprise a surprise episode. <laughs> yes. Follow us on TikTok at Phasing In and on Instagram at Phasing In Podcast for all updates on our podcast. All right. Thank you so much for listening, guys. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.